We do appreciate you listening in and uh, getting excited. I, I'm, I'm sure you and I are on the same uh, page on this. I am so excited about football season to begin, both college and uh, the professional uh, teams getting out there, although I know the line is getting blurred between the college kids who can now make money just like the professional kids can, but that's another story for another conversation. I'm just excited that football season is here. I'm not saying I want summer to end, but I will say, for example, last night was very comfortable out. Boy, that's... uh, it was very comfortable for a walk, not that I walked, but it was very comfortable for sleeping, too. It was nice. All right, we have an expert, and we love experts here in Focus with Paul W. Smith. Dr. Dennis Cunningham is a medical director of infection control and prevention at Henry Ford Health System, a leading expert on COVID, which never really has left us, but apparently is coming roaring back. Dr. Cunningham, welcome to Focus. Thank you so much. Let's start with the elephant in the room. Because COVID became politicized, I don't exactly know how. I, I mean, I can look at different moments where it seemed to be coming, be becoming political. But something happened with COVID. And since then, the negative effect has been some people turning their back on boosters, uh, some parents... Uh, turning their back on the normal vaccinations for their kids that we really need them to do. And for whatever reason, nobody ever accepted the COVID vaccine like we have in bigger numbers accepted the flu vaccine every year. What do you think is what's going on here? I do agree that there was too much political posturing about the vaccine. Uh, I try to stay out of politics because my concern is patient care and preventing infections. I do think the vaccines were effective. I continue to believe that they are the best way to help prevent COVID. And it is disheartening that we're seeing generally lower vaccination rates overall. Even if you look at kindergartners who are first starting school, there's increasing numbers of kindergartners who have not received their vaccines. And the problem is, you know, we don't see a lot of these diseases anymore, and so we think the vaccines are bad. But as soon as these vaccines come roaring back, we realize, oh, my gosh, those vaccines were pretty safe after all. And it's just a history lesson we keep repeating. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, we do keep repeating, and, and COVID keeps repeating. It's coming. It is roaring back. And I think we've been told pretty much that the original vaccinations that we got and if we got a booster or two or three whatever people had available and got they're going to need a new one because of the new variant ba.2.86 which actually has more than 30 new mutations uh and uh i don't even know what that means other than it doesn't sound good So the mutations are in the spike protein, and that's what all the vaccines are doing, is giving us antibodies, protective proteins against the spike protein. The spike protein is how the virus gets into our human cells. So if you can put some protective protein on there, you block it from infecting us. Or even if you get infected, it's not as severe as the disease that results. that there is a large number of mutations, which means the original COVID vaccines are not going to work against it. So there, we do expect the Food and Drug Administration will 
be approving updated COVID vaccines that are more likely to protect against the current circulating strains of Omicron. Well, and you say we're spending time with Dr. Dennis Cunningham, Medical Director of Infection Control and Prevention, Henry Ford Health System, a leading expert on COVID. Uh, you, you've introduced uh, a, a concept here. I'll try to get to it simply. We have flu vaccinations available every year, and they're different every year because we're guessing oftentimes of what variant of flu there is going to be out there. Sometimes some vaccines work better than others from year to year. Are you saying that's the possibility with this next COVID vaccine or booster? That's a possibility, but there's one important difference. With COVID, we're using messenger RNA technology, and that allows manufacturers to make these vaccines super quick. In the past, to make a new vaccine, if you're changing a little bit for for the viruses that are circulating, it might be months process. Now the potentials that the companies can make these updated vaccines in four to six weeks. So I do expect that the COVID vaccines are going to be much better matches for the virus that is circulating. So Michigan, like the rest of the country, seeing a rise in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations, nowhere near what it was when it was really bad, but that doesn't mean it can't get that way again if we don't step up and uh, get the boosters. For anyone who's uh, leery of the boosters, Dr. Cunningham, what would you say to alleviate their fears? So there have been billions of doses of COVID vaccines, including boosters, given around the world. They have a pretty impressive safety record. The major risk is someone could have an allergic reaction, but that's a chance anytime you take a new food or a new medication. I will tell you that I've received all the COVID vaccines, including boosters, that I could, as have my wife and children. And I don't know how else to say I believe in it other than I can show you my vaccination records. Well, that's a good point. You've had your children, your wife, and yourself get all of the uh, boosters. Uh, so the I get, one of the big problems, of course, first of all, was the politicization. That's not easy to say, but the politics that got involved. Uh, the second is the, uh, the social media and the Internet, uh, because rumors spread like wildfire, and there's no editor who's sitting there saying, okay, that's not true, we're going to get that out of there. Um, at least with our newspapers, we do have editors and uh, in, in, in our television news, et, et cetera. But so is there anything to what we've heard a number of times about the long-term damage to hearts that supposedly they're finding after these vaccinations or even after getting COVID? So we do know that COVID virus itself can cause inflammation of the heart. Myocarditis is the fancy name for it. And that typically happens males more than females, especially between 20 and 40 years of age. So actual infection can do that. It is possible that the vaccines in smaller numbers can cause this inflammation as well. The important thing is the rate of inflammation after the vaccine is much less than if you just get COVID infection by itself. And it's less severe after the vaccine than after infection. So, yeah, can it cause inflammation of the heart? Yes, but your risks are a lot better with the vaccine than getting heart inflammation after COVID infection. And then the quick note is, in the same way, if you've had the previous vaccinations and boosters, you need the new one. And if you've had COVID, 
It was the previous COVID, so that's not giving you automatic immunity either, I would guess. That's correct. And you mentioned one of the variants that's just been detected. There's also another one that's uh, in Michigan and across the world called XBB.2.3. And that one looks like old vaccines and even previous infection probably don't protect you. So that's just another reason why I would encourage people to consider getting their COVID booster once the new vaccine is approved later in September. And folks, he's not making money off this information. He's a doctor who's trying to help us. Dr. Dennis Cunningham, Medical Director of Infection Control and Prevention, Henry Ford Health System, leading expert on COVID. Thank you for sharing your expertise with us, Dr. Cunningham. My pleasure. Thank you. We continue in focus on WJR.